Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 95, which our guest, who I'll introduce in a moment, has just reminded me that that is the Matt Duchesne episode. And it's very fitting that for the Matt Duchesne episode, we are not going to talk about the Sens even a little bit, uh, because our guest today, uh, Louis is here with me, but our guest today is Beata Elliott from Silver 7 Sens. Uh, Beata is a recurring guest, so thank you for coming back. I don't know why you would want to come back to this podcast. We've had Bosti on like way too many times, and you're still coming back, so that's really nice of you to do that. Um, but uh, Beata, we're going to talk about the other pro Ottawa hockey team, which is way more desirable to talk about right now, and that is PWHL Ottawa. Now, unfortunately, that we're recording this on the 8th, and there was supposed to be a game today between PWHL Ottawa and Boston, which got, I think it was inclement weather is the reason that it got postponed. Like there was some travel issues. Um, yeah. But uh, we do have one game in the books. We had the home opener, uh, PWHL Ottawa against Montreal. Beata and Louis, you guys were both there. I was there working the game. Uh, so maybe Beata, you could start us off. What were the vibes like in the arena? How was the game from your perspective? It was just incredible. Um, yeah. And you know, hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm actually on a mission to be on more of these uh, podcasts than Bosti. So uh, I would appreciate if you would help me out with that. That's actually why I came back. Um, but yeah, vibes, absolutely immaculate. It was so much fun. The energy in the building was just wild. Like the building was shaking at times. Yeah. It was so awesome. And people were like, so specifically hyped about the Ottawa team, like, I wasn't sure how many people would just cheer for Montreal because of Poulet, but, like, yeah. it was all Ottawa. It was so awesome. Yeah, it was It was pretty great. I, I, was, I was ushering that game, and so I watched a little bit of it, but the atmosphere in the arena was crazy. And to your point about Ottawa fandom, they would do, like, the announcer would do this thing at the beginning of each period where they'd be like, welcome out, like, let's give a TD place welcome for PWHL Montreal. And there would be, like, some claps and then like people <laughs> booing super loud <laughs> that clearly were louder than the claps i was like okay yeah this is definitely an ottawa team uh but it was yeah it was well, great uh we're, yeah you're gonna say something i yeah. was gonna say and we booed marie philippe poulet too yeah, that yeah. was amazing it was and well like, done okay yeah. some people were saying like oh they were saying poo we were not we were no. booing and get out of here I watched some of those recordings, and honestly, it's not as loud as it was in person. Like, on the recording, yeah. it's like you hear some cheering. In person, deafening boos. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Uh, now, the game itself was, it was... It was a great game. It was really exciting. It was a 3-2... to two, I believe it was 3-2 to two, uh, Montreal with an overtime win. Uh, so, Louis, you were also at this game. Uh, yes. Who were some standouts for you uh, for PWHL Ottawa in uh, in the losing effort. Uh, well, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention how... I mean, goalies on both sides, but Mashmeyer played excellent. She really did. 
Um, it was awesome to have the first game be essentially the battle of the two Canada national team goalies. Yeah. Um, and it could not have gone any better for like the both of them. Obviously, they were outstanding. Skamura played really well, I found. Um, obviously, she ended up being rewarded with the first goal that counted uh, for PWHL Ottawa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was Grant Mentis was buzzing a lot too. Speaking of of goals counting or not, uh, I really liked how Shiga played. She was it was really fun watching her go around. A little bit of Tyler Ennis with the water bug in the offensive zone, yep. kind of yep. shimmying around and zooming around people. It was it was really fun. And yeah, like just being able to kind of turn off my and like analytical hockey brain, just enjoy such a big moment was awesome. As Beata said, like the crowd was buzzing the the stadium was rocking and part of that may have been because of the structural integrity of the north side stand at cd place yeah um but nonetheless <laughs> it, was, it was just top-notch vibes for sure it was great because that building is i mean it's a great venue like location it's fantastic great place to oh, watch a game so good but it is like when i heard that there was going to be eight thousand five hundred people at this game i'm like where are they gonna go like how is this actually gonna work and you know what like it was it was awesome uh when i was walking through the concourse during intermissions i was like this is why they don't usually put eight thousand people in this arena because well, they usually like, like have the the top of the uh of like the 200s i guess like yeah tarped away right um yes and usually it's we've talked down. about this in the past and i think even looking back um, before that game, probably the most packed I've ever seen that rink would have been for the 2019 OHL Finals, uh, Game yep. 5, probably. Uh, and I'd argue this was probably even more so than that. Yeah, yeah, even like, I, because I'm a super fan and I put down a deposit before the season, I had to go like to the concourse and pick up my PWHL toque, and it took 20 minutes for me just to like oh, get yeah. through the line to that. The lines for the washrooms too, like it was, it was brutal. Yeah. If you were trying, if you had plans for the intermission to like buy something, yeah. or I'm so sorry if you had like a small child that needed to use the washroom, like... It was brutal, but, you know, the in-game atmosphere was, was pretty awesome. It was. It was funny. I, I was walking by. There's, so there's one merch kiosk in the arena. And, it you know, it's got, like, the PWHL merch that's out right now. And I was walking by, and we were just, like, all of us are just laughing at the people working merch because there is a line, like, literally around the corner yeah. down the stairs. Like, there, like, without hyperbole, there could have been 100 people in that line at one time for merch. Like, it was just, just shocking. Just to get in and buy merch. Not even at yeah. the... At, oh, it was... I mean, it, even, it was, like... It, well, yeah, and even anyone who tried to, like, get a reservation at a restaurant before the game knows that, like, every single restaurant, every, like, pub or bar in Lansdowne was packed. Yeah, like, packed. Louis and I briefly met up at one place, and it was mm -hmm. like, I think I walked in and said, do you have space for seven people, knowing that I was going to have ten people, but being like, there's no way you have space for ten. So I'm going to yeah. say seven. And then we literally just had like extra chairs like packed yeah, around this table. Clutch. It was wild. So, Louis, you mentioned that Haley Skimura got the first actual goal. But so Grant Mestis scored. And I thought immediately of you, Beata, because I know how many tweets that you have put out about 
Michaela Grant Mentis. And so I want to know what it was like for you. I know it ended up not counting, but like to see her score, it was, a, and it was a great move too. Like it was like a power yeah. move uh-huh. to the net, like on a breakaway. I took like, I, I was able to watch that goal and I totally didn't see the net come up. I was like, oh, that's a good goal. So I was wondering what uh, what was going through your head when you saw that. That has got to be like one of the greatest hockey moments I've been in the building for. Like I was I was um, seated right behind the other goalie, like behind debuting for that period, right? And so yeah, I the, for the view from the view that I had, I had no idea that it wouldn't count, and I could not believe it. Like yeah, for those who don't know, I was a Toronto Six fan before Ottawa before the PHF folded and Ottawa got a team. Um, and Grant Mentis was like a star on the PHF. I loved her and I bought her jersey a few years ago, partly because I, you know, wanted a Toronto Six jersey and she was my favorite player, but also because at the time I was like, one day she's going to be a star. Like she'll be on Team Canada. Everyone's going to know who she is. And I will have her jersey from her PHF days, which is such a deep cut, right? And sure enough, I got to wear her jersey to that game. And I saw a few other Toronto Six jerseys, but no Grant Mentis jerseys. And I fully believe that I was the only person in the building repping her for that game. And the fact that she scored what we thought was the first goal in PWHL Ottawa history, I couldn't believe it. And like, oh, the crowd was just like wild for that first goal. It was electric. And I really like, I've never really seen that before, honestly. Like the goalie, like no. kicking up the net at like frame perfect, just so that the puck could go like right under. I was like, wow, that is just insane. But you're yeah. right. It, it ended up not counting, which is too bad, but ended up being a great game. Haley Skimura scoring on, on a nip, by the way. Great mm-hmm, shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she had a it. great game. Yeah, she was fantastic. I, so maybe we can get right yeah. into this. We Sorry to cut you off, but we'll go ahead and do like, Louis was talking about what his ideal lines for the PWHL Ottawa team are after that first after that first game. Louis, do you have anything drawn up? Do you have anything that you would like to propose as ideal um, lines for PWHL Ottawa? I didn't have anything specific in mind, so probably not the best recommendation uh, for me. But just looking at what they had uh, last game, right? Because it seemed like they essentially wanted to, uh, like on defense specifically, it seems like they kind of wanted three really st- strong pairs rather than stacking up anything because uh, like Jincy Rose was on the third pair right mm-hmm. um, yeah and she could totally Even, be yeah I'm pretty sure Savannah Harmon was on the second which I yeah. was really and, and confused she, by yeah she's 100% a top pair like she had such a good game obviously except for that the little turnover in overtime which she was yeah. at the end of a super long shift so mm-hmm. you know not, I, not a I was actually going to say my standout from that game was actually Ashton Bell. Uh, so I, I have say, no problems yeah. with, uh, actually, yeah. okay. The P- the PWHL hasn't, doesn't have stats on ice time. Cause I was trying to figure out if Savannah Harmon was actually used as a number one defenseman, um, or a defender in that game, because I felt like I noticed Ashton Bell so much more, but I, I don't know what the usage was, but shout out to Ashton Bell, who was amazing yeah, in that she game. She had a great game. She had a very, yeah, two very two points good game. too. Yep, to assist. Yeah, let's say up until mm-hmm. a couple days ago, uh, or maybe a little longer than that, she was like tied for first in the league in points. Obviously, you know, super mm-hmm. early, but it was still fun to see that because <laughs> yeah. it's a defender. I feel yeah. like I noticed Boulier a lot, but that might just be because uh, the height difference was so drastic. And seeing her go, <laughs> like she she's literally the Brandstrom on our de- on our decor. Literally. It's excellent. I wasn't, like super wasn't, mobile. Was she playing with the uh, um, Harmon too? Because Harmon's quite tall. 
Yeah, she is. I'm pretty sure. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was I remember noticing that Savannah Harmon is like a, a very tall player. Mm -hmm. So one thing about this game that caught my eye is, and I know I was talking to other people who had the same thoughts as me is this was an incredibly physical game. Like there were some serious hits being thrown. And I, I remember at one time, at one point, like, you know, Grant Mentis went into the boards pretty hard and kind of like got up a little bit slowly and then it turned out she was all right but Beata, out of all of the women's hockey because i know that you've watched a lot of it that you've seen was this like among the most one of the most physical games that you've watched i think so yeah um it's a little bit nerve-wracking because you can kind of tell that these players aren't used to playing a physical game like one thing i've noticed in women's hockey a lot is that often players will get injured on plays that if you're used to watching nhl players you'd think that looked really innocuous i don't I don't know how they got injured on that. And I think it's just because they're not used to taking a lot of hits. So when they do, it's a bigger deal. So I, I hope that they're practicing this and stuff and like learning how to absorb hits properly if it's going to be a, a more physical game. But yeah, I, I think women's hockey is a little more physical than people expect it to be. Like I often don't notice the difference that much, but I did notice that this one was more physical than most. And that's yeah. one thing the league has like emphasized so that they want their they want it mm -hmm. it to be like a good bit of contact. There's still no open ice hitting. Like there was a penalty in the yeah, Minnesota right. game, I believe, for mm -hmm. an open ice hit. Um, yeah. But hey, one player who had no problem going through the contact was Lexia Gia. Like she was full on <laughs> power forward, puck protect. Like she was doing crazy amounts of cycling in the in the ozone, just to be able to sh shake off other players. And it was it was great to be able to see um to see her thrive because she i think she started on the fourth line i don't know mm -hmm. if she ended there i don't think actually think there wasn't a lot of did, line shots actually might, yeah well yeah. i was gonna say actually when you were talking about line combinations i felt like there was at least one player that stood out on every single line like yeah. you know the first line it was skimura and honestly jenner as well second line it was grant mentis third line it was both daryl watts and akane shiga and then fourth line it was Ajia for sure so they seem very well balanced in terms of the lines right now which mm -hmm. is really nice to see that third line winger pair has so much potential yeah. between Watts and Shiga because we know Watts was so incredible um, back in her college days, right? She was she's the youngest Patty Kazmaier Award winner, winner I believe. Uh, I don't know if she's the youngest, but I know that she's the first ever freshman to win it. Okay, and like, yeah, yeah you look at her stats. She had something like I think it was like eighty two points in thirty eight games. Like it was more <laughs> than two points per game that she was scoring. And as a freshman, yeah, or, I don't know if that was her freshman year, but there was one year where she had stupid stats like that where it's just like how how do you even manage that and then of course yeah the the thing with her is that after graduating she was like well you know i haven't made team canada don't really see a lot of options i guess i'm just gonna retire and uh and then you know made a comeback with the toronto six uh didn't get you know a lot of time to readjust to playing hockey wasn't super impressive and honestly i'm kind of shocked that she fell that far in the draft because it feels like it's pretty obvious, right? Like a player who was so good in uh, in college and then retired, didn't play hockey at all for a few years, comes back and was a little rusty. Like, obviously she's going to be better than that, right? So very excited to see uh, what we get in her. Didn't she also, um, like when she came back, or when she when she came to the PHF, she signed, like, I think the most lucrative contract mm -hmm. in, in yeah. the history at the time. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then obviously Shiga is just... 
such an ex- yeah, like she's yeah. the young she is the youngest player in the league yeah um, that's right and she's ex- yeah she's so excited to watch because she's been so good for for the japanese national team over the last few years so it's just the amount of potential that there is between those two if they yeah, can well, like that's probably one of the most skilled third line potentials that there is across the league. And I'd also throw in, I'd love to see a line with those two and Grant Mentis because I kind of think yes. of that trio of players as like the wild cards on the team, like three players who have just excelled in different ways in different leagues who we don't really know what's going to happen with the PWHL, how all of that is going to translate to this. And Ottawa just sort of decided to take a chance on them. And I, those are the, the three that I'm like most excited about. Well, is MGM naturally a center or is one of them a center? Because I thought they did at least try that during the preseason games um, in Utica. Was it in Utica, I think? Yeah, I don't remember if they tried it. I think it was just a lot of people wanted that to be a line. So okay. it was like a proposed line for mm-hmm. the for Ottawa. I can't remember if they actually tried it. But yeah, MGM has definitely played center before, unless I'm like completely misremembering. But um, yeah, so that, that would be a possibility. But I think Ottawa does have a, a lot of centers. So maybe they're... Uh, I mean, clearly the lines worked out well enough in the first yeah. game like even if they lost they played so well the they lines all looked win. great so Absolutely. yeah they did deserve to win so i was gonna say that they yeah totally yeah to truly like you play exactly like that for the rest of the season and like they'll be first in the league yeah. <laughs> or you know they'll, they'll do very well right yeah mm. uh so another note on this pwhl roster or this pwhl ottawa roster it's by far the most diverse roster among these six yeah. teams in terms of where players are coming from. I believe that the, I've, I've got the breakdown in front of me here. It's 11 Canadians, seven Americans, two Czechs, a German, one Hungarian, and Akane Shiga from Japan. And I believe Carla McLeod, who is the head coach, is all, I mean, she's Canadian, but she's also the head coach of the Czech women's national team. So yeah. it's, and I mean, she used to coach Japan too. There you go. So yeah. a lot of international ties for PWHL Ottawa. Uh, which is really, really good to see. So, Biada, I guess our next question, now that we've talked about the roster, looking around the league, like, what would you say are your, like, season expectations for this PWHL Ottawa team? Do you expect them to finish very high and and maybe, you know, making it into the playoffs in the inaugural season? Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, generally with the PWHL, you just don't know how any of these players are going to mesh with each other, right? Like, a lot of people thought that Minnesota was going to be the worst team in the league, and they're undefeated right now. (laughs) Like, you don't know. Um, I So yeah, and Ottawa especially is like a a bit of a wild card right now, but I expect them to definitely be in the playoff race. I could see them, you know, maybe not uh passing like new york and boston i'd have those at the top of the league but you know potentially being in the race for third or fourth place i could uh definitely see that for them yeah and and when it comes to the playoffs me and louie were having this debate earlier before you you came on so on the on the pwhl website it says that a playoff format will be announced soon, but I'm going to assume oh, that that just right, hasn't yeah. been updated because there are other sources from other articles that are claiming that the way that it's going to work is that the top four teams are going to make the playoffs. One plays four, two plays three, and it's going to be best of five series all the way through. Uh, so assuming that that is correct, do you like that as a playoff format or would you make some changes to it? 
I feel like for the inaugural season, that makes a lot of sense. Like, this is a thing that might change eventually down the line. Um, but yeah, you know, four out of six teams, that's good. Most teams make the playoffs, but there's still a little bit of urgency to the regular season because, you know, you're trying to to make the playoffs. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it would be cool to see seven game series. Those are a little more fun, but um, I, I can I can deal with a five game series. <laughs> Yeah, Louis. I mean, Louis was. Yeah, we were, we were thinking of like. Yeah, we were like hypothesizing like what could be a funnier playoff format, like what could be better. But I got. I mean, there's not like with a six-team league. There's you can't really do much, really. Like it's like we were thinking like maybe like you know the top two teams get a bye, and then it's mm. like three plays six and four plays five for the right to play one and two. But that just seems like dragging it out a yeah. little bit too long. But. Yeah, and then I think what I, I said know. was that if we still, if still like um, one, two, three, essentially clinch, and then four v five play a one game, just like one game to see mm. who gets in, like a play-in game. Six get is guaranteed to get first overall. That way, each team kind of gets a chance at something, and then you roll with the yeah. winner of four v five, and then one, two, three, and then yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. I think, you know, we have this debate in the NHL all the time where it's like, are yeah, you diminishing exactly. the value of the regular season? And like, you know, which thing right. diminishes that value? Uh, I will say if I'm Montreal, I don't give a shit about the play about the, the regular <laughs> season because in a, you know, one game play in like you got Matthew for play, you're That's basically like guaranteed, guaranteed one or two right? Goals like, right there. Yeah, you like, know, like... um, yeah, I don't know. I and I guess that would also mean a bit more revenue for the league, right? Because each team gets a playoff series, right? Or like, you know, a few more playoff games that might be a bit more exciting. Whereas now, like, you know, especially if some of your bigger markets don't make the playoffs, that's like a lot of lost revenue. And I, I hate that in women's hockey, we're still talking about that. But like, um, you know, definitely some considerations for the league. But no, I think that with six teams, there's only so much you can do for the playoffs and, and four yeah. teams making it makes sense to me. So we've touched on Mary-Philippe Poulain a couple of times already in this episode, and it's kind of fitting for my next question, which is, you know, out of all, I mean, this is obviously a league of the top women's players in the world. Everybody is incredibly good. But in terms of, like, who you would predict to be leading, you know, one of the leading scorers in the league, would you still have, you know, despite her age, would you have Mary-Philippe Poulain up there as the expected top scorer in the league? Or is there a couple of other names that you would put up there as wildcards? Oh, I don't know. I... I feel like she might be like top five, but not quite first. Because even if you look at her stats from like the PWHPA and stuff, I haven't looked at them recently, but you know, she wasn't like the top scorer. She's undeniably the best player, but like, you know, she's not always the, the top scoring player in every league. So I could see other players um, passing her there. Like, obviously, everyone's talking about Taylor Heisey in, in Minnesota. Yeah. She's quite good. Yeah. Um, uh, I think New York has a bunch of players that also I think could uh, uh, could challenge for that. I'm afraid I I am not quite knowledgeable enough about women's hockey to know the non-Ottawa players. Um, yeah, and then there are just so many players where it's like we just don't know. So it'll yeah. be very exciting. Mm-hmm. One of well, my Carpenter, Carpenter. Oh, yes, that was one is, of the things. Is really hot. I think she was just because because Zoomwinkle got a hat trick for Minnesota mm-hmm. the other day, so I believe she's first now in points. But Carpenter and I believe Abby Rock too, or maybe Rock might not be as high, but 
Carpenter mm-hmm. is definitely a threat to challenge for that. And as you said, Heisey was, she scored like on her first or second shift for Minnesota off an yeah. absolute snipe. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, it, Yeah, and she was like a top she, player in, in college. Yeah, the fact that she goes to Minnesota after playing for like college there and playing for the coach to that mm-hmm. Like that, it's just perfect scenario for them. And, well, know. and with Zumwinkle too, who was also yeah. in Minnesota, right? So, yeah. yeah. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. If you're looking for some action, our Satins are unsurprisingly underdogs against the Kraken on January 4th at plus 102, while elsewhere in the league, the high-flying Jets are big favorites against the Sharks at minus 265. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. All rights reserved. Yeah, in, in terms of points right now, the leading point scorer alone at the top with four points is Grace Sumwinkle. And mm-hmm. then right behind her, all Alex goals. Carpenter. Yeah, all, Alex Carpenter has three points. And Ashton Bell's two points is actually good enough to be third. So PWHL Ottawa is uh, getting in there. Um, but uh, so one of my favorite parts about the PWHL so far, and Viata, you've alluded to this, is how Toronto is still hilarious because <laughs> that first game. So that was, I believe the first game in league history. It was, it was Toronto hosting yeah. New York and in very classic Toronto fashion, they scored zero times for their fans <laughs> and lost three, nothing. Now they did score the next game when they played in New York. Um, not in front of their fans I, though. They could never not do in that. Front of their fans. Nope, no, they, the Toronto fans still get nothing. Uh, so, I mean, it, it should go without saying that this is like really good for the game that Toronto is still. <laughs> they got the league right right away. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. The <laughs> yeah. only problem is they don't play in a bigger arena because it would have been funnier if they had yeah. had so yeah. many people in that arena to be disappointed. Um, yeah, it should be it should be fun because I've heard a lot of people say that Toronto isn't really going to be as good as people expect. Uh, they went really heavy on Team Canada players and especially like Team Canada veterans. And don't have the most yeah, like like, like complete was the roster. First pick, right? I believe second overall. Which I'm sorry, in That's what like really love But in what world do you take her over Alina Mueller? That is absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, I mean, I guess they've got the pairing of of her and Fast, but. There's also, like, a lot of people have talked about how there's this, like, extra narrative with them that because they also have Team Canada's coach and GM, any time a, a team comes to play them, any Canadian who, like, got shafted by Team Canada at some point is like, I gotta beat these these players, right? Like, I gotta are we playing Toronto? Out. Oh, we're playing on Yeah, uh, well, Daryl Watts as well. She never made Team Canada, right? True. Or anyone's yeah. like, if you, yeah, if you get around Renata Faust and Jocelyn Narok 
in front of the Team Canada coach and GM, like, that's a big moment, you know? I think, and, and I, wasn't, hasn't there, like, already been, like, some rumor drama? Because I feel like I saw this tweeted that Sarah Nurse, who is on PWHL Toronto, had an offer from Ottawa for, like, way more yep. money and then still went to Toronto. So it's really nice that we're already getting that Toronto villain aspect because that is very important in a hockey I know. league, as we all know. Yeah. I know. I That made me so mad. I love yeah. Sarah Nurse. Um, thank, you know, glad that Ottawa tried. But yeah, yeah so sure. typical Ottawa and typical Toronto. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> doesn't It makes it easy for Sens fans to just make the switch right on over to PWHL. It's the same deal. Um except our team is way better than the Sens. So we will, okay, we wanted to get to this. So they technically right now don't have an official name. It's just PWHL Ottawa. And there are rumors that they might be called the Alert, which would be paying homage to women's teams of like years and years and years ago in the early 1900s. But we want to play a little bit of a game to finish this off because let's just hypothesize for a sec and say that they are not called the alert what would you like to like is there an ideal team name for pwhl ottawa if you had to come up with one i know that's so, putting you on the spot a little bit but it is a little bit but actually um i gotta give a shout out to my dad right now uh because i was texting him about exactly this earlier today now for context uh my dad hates sports he knows nothing about hockey despite living with many hockey fans it's actually like impressive his commitment to knowing nothing about hockey but he texted me out of the blue uh what do you how do you feel about the ottawa alert name and i was like eh, it could be worse but like could be better and he reminded me that when I was playing Bantam girls hockey for the Ottawa Girls Hockey Association, my team was named the Ottawa Illuminati. And then the year after that, we were the mm. Ottawa Gold Diggers. And so basically he said that he thinks we should get middle schoolers to come up with a oh, name. Oh, I'm down. That's great. You know what? That is great because, Louie, we had some good ones too, eh? <laughs> oh, the God. Ottawa Center Minor Hockey Association House League. Like, I don't think it was as good as... I don't think we ever went to like the Illuminati. Like I don't think we ever mm-hmm. went that route with a team I think, name. Were you were you on the team where we were called Urukai? Like after like the Lord of the Rings stuff, we had know, an insane that logo that like year. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my favorite one that we did, and I can't believe we actually made this our team. Oh name, no! Was, so wait, yeah, our, our name, our team's association is called Ottawa Center. So all of the mm-hmm. teams are Ottawa Center something, and. I was in the car. My dad was driving me to practice, I think. And he just Still completely, as a joke, was like, was like, oh, you guys should be the Ottawa Center of Attention. And then we were like, actually, <laughs> that's, that's... My brother was on that team. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. right. He was on that you remember team. remember that. <laughs> and we have a bit... Because we won a tournament that year as the Ottawa Center of Attention. <laughs> and there's a banner... At Brewer Arena, I don't know if it's still there, but it definitely said at one point, Champions Ottawa Center of Attention, and then all our names. And I think well, that look, was like, there's great. your team name right there. That's yeah. what Ottawa PWHL should be called. It would piss off Toronto fans. It would. I love it. Yeah, it would. And it would go like hand in hand with like the dynamic of being from Ottawa. It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Montreal and Toronto get all this crap and they never deserve it we should be the center of attention so yeah we're just like declaring that ourselves yeah (laughs) yeah exactly which means it's valid uh so i guess the leading contender for name besides alert is 
center of attention. So mm-hmm. I bet, I mean, logo design would have to be really creative for that one. Because <laughs> I don't know how you would go about that or jerseys, but it would leave, uh, it would, it would leave a lot of creativity, a lot of room for doing some fun stuff. It's Louis, probably a, better a, a than actual suggestion of a, of a of no, a I, I, an actual suggestion. No, I've loved how some people just decided to call them like, or just a bunch of random names. Like there's the Ottawa garlic potatoes that was just mm-hmm. kind of joking yes. around for a little That's bit. That's a good one. Ottawa um, shawarma, Ottawa raccoons, yeah, 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 the yeah the Rito raccoons, mm-hmm. yeah, is Rito raccoons. No, I don't. That's right. I don't think I have yeah. any. Wait, that actually might have been like a a name for one of your Elite Sense Brain episodes. Yes, it was. I was going to say that because okay, we were yeah. joking about team names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have a serious I, Ottawa center of attention. Man, I. It's it's a shame that Rito oh. McDonald's doesn't exist anymore because mm-hmm. they would been uh, they would have been a great sponsor for the Rito raccoons like that. Would yeah, been... very specifically the Rito McDonald's. Yeah, not yeah. the other ones. Like it's yeah. not a corporate sponsorship. It's a location sponsorship. We don't mm-hmm. really ever want anything to do with other McDonald's. <laughs> but I Rito passed by the Rito the the uh, the Rito McDonald's location today and I paid my respects. Got it. What is there now? Is there anything there? Uh it's a good question, actually. So you passed uh, by and you didn't see if there well, was anything there. That's shocking. I didn't look in to see if there's. Uh, I was yeah, on right. my way to the Sense store to get a Sense jersey customized because I'm leaving for a little bit and I figured I might as well have it happen while I'm going. Good on you. Uh, nice. Yeah, you're you're following yeah. the Sens, aren't you? Unfortunately. I very unfortunately, yes. I made this decision uh, just like you did before we found out how bad they were. Um. So I well, the original plan was to go to Vancouver vancouver for a little bit and then um see maybe see them there but the game was so early in january that ended up not making sense to follow that road trip so yeah i'll be catching the tail end of that uh seeing them in calgary which is pride night game in calgary and then out of complete sheer luck both that and the canucks game that i'm seeing on the same trip that's the vancouver pride night game so i I don't know how this ended up working out but it's it's going to be so much fun i have I'm packing right now. The only thing I have in my carry-on is my Sens orange pride shirt from like the uh, oh yeah there from it is. the game well, in March last year. Maybe in the Calgary game, Travis Hamonic will score another two goals. So, <laughs> yeah. oh my god! You know what, if, Louis? If you're there to witness a multi-goal game from <laughs> Travis Hamonic, we will fund your your travels to go with the team wherever that they may go because we've already seen one of those me yeah it's true yeah i was about <laughs> to say i'm trying to match adam's total sends wins on the road scene record in just one game in ter- with what he has done in 11 because you're what one nine and yeah. one now one a, a shocking one nine and one which is i re- i will not elaborate further on that but hopefully Louis gets better luck than me. I would not wish one nine on one, one nine and one on anybody that I know. It's awful. It's uh, impressive that you're still doing it. <laughs> but at this, at this <laughs> like, point, I would I stay home this. at this point. Okay, so after that game, and like, I was there in Arizona where they blew it recently, and that was the one where I was in my hotel room and I was having a full crisis. I was like, "What am I doing? <laughs> like, I what am I'm throwing my life away going to these games? Like, they are never gonna win." But that makes me like. You know, in a way that makes me like, I need to see it through now. Like now they need to like, mm-hmm. when when they do in years and years do well, it's going to be worth it. 
through the sunk cost fallacy, you know, we're just, we're all in at this point. (laughs) I I will say like, I had a pretty long losing streak going with like just sense games at home that I watched. And then I attended uh, the sense versus Red Wings game. uh, The, the who wants it game last year. Um, Yeah. And then started a streak too of winning. So all you need is one. Are you still on that winning streak? I mean, I've only been to two other games since then. That's a streak. So that's a streak. Still, three, three no, is a streak. a streak. Yeah, as Jacob Chickren said in the locker room uh, <laughs> at one point, three is a streak. Let's keep it going. So, oh, and then and then it was all successful from there. Nothing went wrong. Ever. It was. Okay. Yeah, this they definitely continued more, that streak. Far more sense talk than I was hoping for on this episode. So <laughs> yeah. we are going to cut it short while we can. Uh, the next. PWHL Ottawa game, I believe, is January 13th at Toronto. Uh, for those who want to watch, it's a 1 p.m. start, unless I'm missing a game before that, but I'm pretty sure that's the one. Uh, and so, honestly, like, I would 100% recommend coming out to TD Plays. The tickets are going crazy right now. I just bought, you know, my mom and I are, are going to try to go uh, in, like, Feb- I think on February 12th, and I just went to check for tickets today, and I there is not much left. Like, really, like, people are... Yeah, and they're, up. they're opening up the... Uh, yeah, they're opening the, the section too, yeah. And, so. man, like, can't recommend it enough. It's just such a great time. It's really good hockey, great atmosphere, uh, and you'd be doing yourself a favor if you went to check it out. So, Yada, uh, thank you so much for coming on, talking about PWHL with us. It's always a blast to have you on, and you can rub this one in Bosti's face that you were on for this Thank one you. which is always a good thing Thanks to get for to do. Me. And uh with that, uh we're going to leave it there. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for watching. Adam, Thank you so much forgot, for listening. You, you forgot watch. to ask you you forgot again to ask me to plug my my stuff. Okay, yeah, thank you for reminding me. I got it I this time. Yeah, I didn't do it last time because I'm not a very good podcast host, so I just forgot last time, but Beata, please plug all of your things before I end the episode. Okay, so folks can follow me on Twitter. It's at CBeata, which is B-E-A-T-A, and E. Um, you can also listen to my podcast, which is Elite Sense Brain. And, of course, you can read Silver 7. We have some PWHL coverage coming up. Uh, we're at least going to be doing some, some weekly roundups and stuff, so you can go talk PWHL Ottawa there. And, yeah, that's it. Perfect. That's good that we got that one All in. Right. And I now feel less bad, but still a little bit bad. <laughs> uh, and we will end it there. So unless I'm missing anything else, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.